yeah. Fooling around with that little song here. See what this would be good for an opening, huh? Shelly, Katie, Katie, Shelly, Shelly, Katie, Katie, Shelly, Shelly, Katie, 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 Shelly, 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 Shelly. This girl sweats creativity. She's always up to something inspiring. Note, she's the one that designed my last Petrol Coffee logo. The one that had that Ford, Coca-Cola, Peterbilt font style, sort of scripty. She released a book a few years back that my daughters loved, and you've probably heard of it. It's called Picture Cook. It's got a bunch of like little illustrations and recipes on how to make yummy stuff. It's fun. I linked that book to the show notes below. She's currently in Barcelona, Spain, which is going through some health stuff right now, just we like we are here in in the in the states. Um, she's keeping safe and doing her best to make the best of this current situation. I knew she'd be a great guest for this podcast. So here we go. Katie Shelley. Katie Shelley. Yeah. How you been doing? <laughs> well, I've been doing all right, given the circumstances, hanging in there, you know. Yeah. You're in um, Barcelona? I am, yeah. Wow. It's getting crazy over there in Spain. I was reading about it. I know. And it's like being between two horrible things because, of course, the situation here is really dire. But I feel like it's all about to come your way in New York and in the U.S. in general, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's bad enough to be here, but it's even worse to be here and anticipating what is about to happen in New York, which is where all, all of my family and friends are, you know? Yeah, it's coming down here, that's for sure. I know, yeah. It's building. And, and yeah, I feel like whatever the intelligent like government decisions that need to be made are, Donald Trump is just going to do the complete polar opposite. Yeah, of course. Like, whatever, whatever the right decision is, I'm sure he'll do just the exact opposite. He always has since he's been yep, he's, That's his he thing. He has a knack for that. It's his thing, yeah. yeah. Let's see. What's good? All right. Let's take that away. <laughs> <laughs> um. What brought you out to uh, to Barcelona? Um, it was kind of a combination of things. Like there was a moment in my life when everything was pointing to Barcelona. I had a lot of friends um, who were telling me about how much they love Barcelona. And I had like, it was a really weird thing. Like maybe four or five different friends all said to me like, wow, like you would really like Barcelona. I could really see you in Barcelona. And mm. it's just a weird thing for someone to say to you, you know, and to hear that repeatedly. Yeah. 
so I had it kind of in my mind. And um, so before living here, I was in Manchester, England. Okay. Studying um, a master's degree in experience design. And Manchester, England is really gray and rainy. Oh, yeah. So after a year there, I was like, I don't care where I go next, but it's just got to be a place with great weather, like wherever it is. <laughs> um, I think I've had enough rain for a lifetime after living in Manchester for just a couple months. So that was another big point in favor of Barcelona. Um, and also in Manchester, I met someone very, very special um who actually we're going to be getting married well mm. now i don't even know whether i don't even know whether oh, i can shit. say that <laughs> i don't even know whether i can even say that because our wedding is scheduled for june but who knows if that's even going to happen now yeah um but we're engaged and so i met um his name's alonzo he's wonderful and he's from spain nice. so we met in manchester and so that was another thing where I met him and he was like, yeah, I've been thinking about moving back to Spain. Um, I've been living in England for a really long time and I miss Spain. And I was like, well, that's really weird because I promise you, I'm not just saying this because I have a crush on you, but I also have been thinking about moving to Spain. So <laughs> everything, everything kind of conspired to bring me to Barcelona. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You could do, um, you could probably get someone to marry you over like like this like a zoom thing that'd be pretty neat oh, or do yeah. they have to physically be there to do the blessing and whatever needs to be happening i don't really know i've never heard of of weddings happening over like phone or, or skype i think there is some kind of a re requirement to be in person but you know we want to have our family there and we want yeah. to have a celebration yeah and it's all it's all beautifully planned, like right down to the florist and the dress and everything is all ready to go. But yeah, it looks like that might be postponed. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh man. That sucks. Yeah. It does. Well, it sounds like it's it's gonna happen anyway. And that's Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. As long as being stuck in quarantine doesn't um drive us crazy. <laughs> Um, you grew up here in the States. I mean, in, yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> in New York. Yeah, I'm from Queens. Oh, okay. Queens girl. It's funny. You don't have like a Queens accent. Yeah, well, I should have had the accent and I did have the accent when I was little, but my mom was very strict about neutralizing my accent. Oh, was she an actor? <laughs> like a, no, she was just, um, I don't know. I guess she felt really strongly about not having an accent or me not mm -hmm. having an accent like she wanted me to come off in a more neutral way and I guess she didn't want people judging me for any kind of accent yeah but I would come home from school like saying you know I don't even know what I said but I would come home with like talking like this <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah how was childhood correcting me um hmm. I think probably since living in Spain one of the things that I've noticed a lot about my upbringing that was really unique, and I bet you can say the same thing for your kids too, and a lot of kids growing up in New York, is that we have this incredible exposure to people from all kinds of cultures growing up in New York. Very true. Um, like I remember my elementary school was super diverse, and there were kids from Russia, kids from 
Latin American countries, kids from all parts of Asia. I remember play dates and I thought it was totally normal. And I bet your kids have the same thing. It's a very New York thing, which is, you know, you go to your friend's house, you're listening to their grandma, like speak in Hindi or speak in Korean and you're eating food from their region. And you're, you know, you have to, I had to do things like take my shoes off in certain friends' houses or behave a certain way in other friends' houses. That was, it was just different in every house because you were kind of like walking into all these different cultures just as a little kid, like six, six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. And like being exposed to that at such a young age, I think is really powerful and really beautiful. And living in Spain, I realized how special it was um, because I realized that culturally here, it's much more homogenous. Yeah. People here are from Spain and they eat Spanish food and they speak Spanish and their grandma speaks Spanish and... <laughs> And it's all just Spain, 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 Spanish yeah. food, Spanish language, Spanish culture, Spanish music. And it's not like every house is a, is a, is a whole new universe of the way people dress and the way people talk and the way people behave and what yeah. people eat, the holidays they celebrate. Like even just having a calendar with different holidays for different religions is really unique. Like there are so many kids who don't grow up with that. Yeah. It's a beautiful way to grow up, I think. Yeah, it is. And it makes you like less, uh, I guess, when you're out in public and you, you're next to someone who's from a different culture in line, you don't even bat an eye over it. You don't even think anything. It doesn't cross your mind whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But places where it's not like that, people are always just like, oh my gosh, look, there's an Indian right next to me. Right, right. <laughs> what do, I, well, what do right. I say? Should I say something? Right, right. Or or people, yeah, they seem uncomfortable or like they seem like they feel a need to acknowledge it in some way. Mm-hmm. And it's true. If you're if you're accustomed to being surrounded by really diverse people, it doesn't become something that's even worth like commenting on because it's just normal. Yep. What are you uh what are you doing out there in, in Spain? What was your uh project or your career? What's happening with Katie Shelley? <laughs> well, um, gosh, I have been just trying so many different things really since the last time I've seen you Chad Mm -hmm. um there was a a minute there when I was doing a lot of video stuff I was working at the Cooper Hewitt Museum yeah um which was my first job after working with you at Texer yeah um and there I was doing a lot of uh video editing and video production I was really into that for a while um in my free time outside of work i did picture cook the cookbook which you know very well yeah my kids love that yeah kids love it that's like always great to hear um and when i did that book i had like this this little thing go off in my brain like maybe one day i could be a freelance illustrator that sounds really fun but i just kind of put it away and i I, i'm very like rambunctious creatively i feel like you can probably identify with that too i think a lot of people are Mm-hmm. you know with the video stuff and I was doing um I was doing set design for some theater stuff and um I was like trying playing around with animation for a while and then um at the design museum where I worked um I got really into design and thought well maybe really I'm cut out to be a designer and started playing around with that like kind of like UX and service design sort of stuff yeah. And that's what I went and did my master's degree in because I was thinking like, well, if I want to 
go like level up and go to the next level of design mm -hmm. like i should really get a degree so i did that and then like this really weird thing happens when after i graduated because i was doing my internship after the master's program and so like after you study this master's like the normal thing to do would be to work at like a design agency probably doing consulting for companies so like companies would come to your agency and say like you know we're a publisher and like people everything's going digital and we need help with that like we want an app and then the consultancy says well why do you want an app like what's the problem you're trying to solve like let's look at this let's look at the big picture let's try to solve your problem so this very abstract sort of design that's looking at problems and potential ways to solve them so i was kind of going down that road and i was in my little internship like after doing this degree and one day on my lunch break so the internship was in this studio which was in a neighborhood of london called hackney wick which yeah. is like very similar to bushwick um and they both end in wick which is weird <laughs> mm -hmm. um but it's like warehouses it's very industrial and like all the warehouses are just like you go up the stairs and it's like one door after another is like you know fashion designers or graphic designers painters musicians like that sort of vibe in these old factory buildings was i going specifically for my dad's birthday i think yeah i was thinking i was kind of preparing for a trip home to see my parents after a long time for thanksgiving mm. and i wanted to bring my dad a, a late birthday present because his birthday is in september so um they had the like open studios this day and i was like maybe i'll go around and like look and see if I can find like a cool painting or something like a gift for my dad. And so I went into this illustrator studio. His name is Lewis Hurt. And he had like all these posters everywhere and like just like beautiful artwork. He does a lot of album covers. And um, I don't know, like if you ever get this feeling, you might get it maybe with music. But when I'm in an artist's studio, I become overwhelmed with this feeling of like happiness. Like I love that environment, like yeah. smelling, smelling the paint and like seeing the supplies everywhere and all the rough drafts on the walls and just that vibe. Like I love being in that environment. And so when I was in that environment in this guy's studio and he shared it like with a fashion designer and some other illustrators. So in this like very creative space and I was just like, wow, like, the the area of design that i'm going into is has gotten so abstract and so conceptual that i'm so far away from the part that i really love which is like playing with colors and painting and making posters and like something much more simple yeah so i kind of had this crisis because i felt very guilty like i just did this master's degree like it was very expensive like i came to england to do this degree but there's this voice in my head that's saying like <laughs> you should like go back to your roots like go back to the part that you really enjoy and I was thinking of picture cook and thinking like I never explored that road like it felt like the the metaphor that I use it like it felt like I had this potted plant in my house that could be a very beautiful plant but I just was never watering it yeah and I felt like I really should just like water the plant and see what happens so that's a very very long way to answer your question of what am I doing I'm doing freelance <laughs> illustration but it's been this long road to get here. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like coming home. It feels like it feels like I've been taking a long walk around all the areas of design 
and kind of arriving somewhere very close to where I started, maybe have, after having picked up some more knowledge and information along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm kind of back in illustrating. I have this, I'm around me is like the stuff that I've been painting today. Yeah. Um, painting, drawing, illustrating, book covers, album covers, that sort of thing is what is I'm doing. Is it mostly with uh, uh, paints and pencils or do you also use like a Wacom tablet? Yeah, so here's my, here's my Wacom tablet. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I do both analog and digital. That's good. I'm looking forward to another book. You were working on a book not long ago. I can't remember if it came out or not. Um, yeah, there's this one. Um, let's see here. I've done a couple of books. This one, this one, and this one. I'll give you show and tell. So oh, good. This one is, well, you're probably thinking of this one. Nature's Remedies? Maybe. I thought it was something to do with... Uh... You might be thinking of, um, so I'm working with, Aurora Thornhill's. Oh, nice. Sister. Cool. I like both um, of them. They're, I mean, that whole family is just like, I really have a cool. few friends who like their families are just like, I want to know what their mother was like eating during her pregnancies <laughs> because it's like, I feel like all the siblings are just creative yeah. geniuses. And it's like, what is up with this family? Like, they're all musical. They're all beautiful writers. They're all incredibly smart. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their mom was was drinking when she had those kids. But <laughs> yeah, the whole family is amazing. Yeah. So with her, I mean, that book is in slow progress because she has two very young kids and mm-hmm. a full time job. So her hands are really full. But um, when it comes out, it will be it's like a kids it's for kids and parents, really like a guide to sex ed. Yeah, for that's, adolescents. It. that's it. Yeah, that was the and one. It's supposed to be like body positive and empowering mm-hmm. and um, that sort of thing. Yeah, looking forward to that. I guess one day then, eh? Yeah, I think um, we'll see when Ariella gets time to work on the text. Yeah. And yeah, then it'll just be a matter of illustrating it and putting it together. Once the text is done, the rest is easy. I think the text is the hardest part of the book really i find that too the artwork always seems to just flow out (laughs) right once once the idea is down in the text the rest is gravy yeah yeah again back to uh our our current events um during all the social isolation um how are you taking anything negative that's coming into your eyes and ears and brain and and churning it into some positive butter well I'll give you my answer in a, in a positive, upbeat way, but I don't want to give the impression at all that I'm like some kind of superhero or immune to feeling oh, we're shitty. Not, because but, like, but we all got to somehow digest it. Yeah, I mean, this has been really hard. It's been hitting me really hard. I think it's, how can it not hit you hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just try to... I really try not to push away my emotions. I try to be present and feel what I'm feeling and let the emotion express itself, feel it, and then just, you know, let it run its course and move on. Yeah. Um, so like yesterday, I just, I mean, it's its so dark and sad and a lot of people are about to die and 
it's just an incredibly difficult thing. Um, so yeah, yesterday I, I woke up and was really sad, cried. <laughs> um, I have Alonzo who helps me a lot in those moments. Um, hugs, re hugs really help. If you can get a hug, yeah, that really helps. Um, happy music really helps. I, I really get a lot out of singing along to certain songs. Like, I don't know, easy, like folk music, like Simon and Garfunkel or mm -hmm. whatever. Like there's something about just singing songs, which is really therapeutic. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, creatively, like, it's funny. I use an app to queue up stuff into Instagram because like Instagram is a huge part of, um, trying to have an illustration career yeah so yeah. I, I had a bunch of like i don't know months worth of stuff queued up in instagram but i just put it all on pause because it doesn't feel right to be posting about like you know foods or like a book that i'm working on or whatever at this time so i thought okay what what can i do that actually feels like i could share it and say publicly that doesn't feel like I don't know some kind of weird lack of awareness of what's going on or trying to ignore what's going on yeah so actually I have it I can show you what I was working on today which is um so it, it might be a cliche at this point do you know who this is yeah that's uh Mr. Dresso I mean uh it's uh, <laughs> uh no sorry that's the Canadian version of it. Um, Mr. Robinson Mr. Rogers Mr. Rogers yeah yes yeah, you got it. I know you know what, what it was. <laughs> yeah. Would you like um, to be my neighbor? Yeah. So do you know what he said about helpers? Uh, specifically, no. Okay. Yeah, I was scared that it might be a cliche at this point because it's one of these things that makes the rounds on social media. But um, there is something very soothing about Mr. Rogers yeah. and his whole vibe and <laughs> yeah. moments like this. And basically he said, you know, when I was a boy and I was worried about scary things that I would see on the news, my mother told me, you know, when things get scary, look for the helpers. There are always people helping out in times of trouble. So my idea is to do portraits similar to this one that I just showed you of people who are helping in different ways in uh -huh. the crisis. So you know, when we think about people who are helping, our mind might first go to, I don't know, doctors or people making deliveries to the elderly. And those kind of people will definitely be included. But I'm also trying to show less talked about ways of helping as well. Like, for example, I know a woman who she started a WhatsApp chat that's all about um, sharing music. Mm. making she makes a playlist every day based on the music that people share so you know you don't have to be a doctor or a nurse or yeah. making deliveries or anything like that there are plenty of smaller things or more creative well not more creative but different things that you might not normally think about yeah ways to help so basically that's how i'm going to channel my creative energy during this time is thinking about the helpers and shining a light on them. That's good. That's a good project. Yeah. That's a good way of yeah. uh, generating some positiveness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me. I, I have a tendency to get dark, which might not seem like it from my personality, but in, yeah, my, own, in my own private 
world in my own head, I can get pretty dark and depressive and negative. So I really have to work hard at making myself do positive things <laughs> to make sure I, that I don't get depressed. So Yeah. Well, you never really post anything negative that I've seen. So that outlet, you seem to be positive. Yeah, You're, yeah. Uh, I, I posting try, about I try. Spanish, tutoring, that kind of stuff. Right. I'm like, wow, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. I try I try not to um spread negativity. You know, I feel negativity a lot, but yeah. I do what I can to to not pass it along to other people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if I can, this is what I like about illustration is it's it's a career and it's a role in society that you can really help people feel happy. You know, you can make illustrations that are happy and colorful and you look at it and it just gives you a good feeling, you know? Yeah. It's like being a musician. I think musicians are some of the best equipped people in society to help us feel happy. Yeah. That's and that's true. a great, it's a great gift. It sh musicians should make as much money as doctors. I think they're just as important. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, some but do. Of course, but, it's not like that. Yeah, some equal. of them do. You're right. You're it's right. Definitely not equal across the board. That's right. for sure. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Well, I think my last question would be, I don't know if this would be. Uh, I guess it's uh, if you were to live anywhere in the planet, virus-free. Uh -huh. Let's pretend this virus <laughs> was not in existence. Where yeah. would you love to be? Yeah, I love the beach, and I love the countryside, but I've never lived outside of a big city in my life yeah so I'm a bit scared about it like for example the idea of having to drive a car everywhere is really scary to me <laughs> um yeah getting behind the wheel of a car is um not fun for me I do know how to drive but I barely ever drive so although I really love the idea of like, for example, Alonso, my partner is from Southern Spain and I think his parents would really like us to move down there. And, you know, it's beautiful beaches and wow. amazing food and amazing weather. And it's kind of like a small town life. Um, but yeah, the, the idea of having, to get in a car like blocks me but this is a fantasy question right so i can yeah, yeah. i can pretend that i'm just teleporting to the supermarket or sure. wherever i need to go <laughs> um, that's right I, I can give you i can give you a sort of an interesting answer but the the next place where i think i might try to live after barcelona is a city called malaga in southern spain mm. so it's on the mediterranean coast and it has the things that I need as a New Yorker to survive, like museums and um, diverse people and that sort of uh, like culture that I feel like I, I get nervous thinking about like living without that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's on the coast and it's chill and it's Southern Spain and it's not a major world city. You know, it's not London. It's not Barcelona. It's not New York. Yeah. So I like the idea of taking the edge off of the major metropolis and going down a level to like level two city. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A little bit less of a grind and more of a relaxed atmosphere. So you might find me in Malaga next. That might be my next place to try. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. It's All where right. Picasso is from. 
Oh, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's got some good, something's in the air down there. Yeah. yeah he probably has a museum there as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, there is. He has museums all over Spain. Anywhere he, like, stopped to have a pee has a <laughs> monument to the museum dedicated to him. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. I guess another, I can throw in another question here then, too. Yeah talking about quarantine how has it yeah. changed your um is there anything you're doing different in your household being quarantined that you didn't do before like is your food habits different um is there any certain rituals that you used to do that you've changed or maybe added right, right. well in spain the quarantine is really tough because like the rules are tough because we can't go outside for walks or for runs or to exercise at all oh, like it's wow. very strict yeah, it's just like you can go outside for food, pharmacy, ATM, or walk your dog. Okay. Or if you work, if you work at a, an essential place like a hospital or supermarket or public transportation or whatever, you can go to work. Yeah. So I'm really aware of um, just like you know, not only the aesthetic part of like I might gain 20 pounds, but also the mood part. Like if I don't move my body, like I get anxious. I get lethargic you know all kind it has all kinds mm. of effects so I said to myself okay I have to like break a sweat as often as possible and like really exercise because I can't even go outside for a walk yeah so Al- Alonzo and I started doing Zumba almost every day oh and it's really fun we laugh it makes you laugh and smile because uh-huh. it's silly you know like yeah. you do, you're dancing like this and stupid <laughs> stuff you know and we found a guy who does classes. His name is Elio Faria. He's Brazilian. And he's great. Like, he's just, he's really tall and lanky and, like, really big smile. And just, like, he ha- he does, like, Afro-Brazilian sort of style moves, which are yeah. really fun. And, um, so, yeah, we've been doing that in quarantine, and it, it helps. Actually, yesterday, so I woke up, cried like forced myself to do Zumba, felt better for a little bit, took a shower and then like cried some more. So <laughs> like, whatever, whatever breaks up, breaks the crying up and yeah. like limited intervals is good. <laughs> good thanks. luck with everything. Yeah. Abrazos, thanks for sharing. Abrazos for your family. Ah, gracias. <laughs> y tú. Gracias. All right. Ciao. Ah. No matter where in the world you are, it's good to be around other people. Katie is one of those must-haves for human contact. I find her demeanor to be very comforting. Even when we worked at TechServe and customers were getting a bit overwhelming, she always had something funny to say that was neither malicious or spiteful. She was one of those people that helped me to see that being arrogant isn't a good look. Thanks for listening. Let's play some more jammy jams. Let's see. I don't know what to play. That's my true guitar playing. Pretty crappy. I suck. <laughs>